0: Now listening to the best podcast in the world,
1: The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy.
2: Maybe it's me, maybe I bore you.
3: Welcome to episode 68 of The Awakened Soul. Apologize that this episode is a little bit late. I've been going through some health issues, um, but I'm, I'm alright. My voice may sound a little different for this week, but um, nonetheless, it's, it's, it's going to be an amazing show. We are going to be discussing the Bill Cosby verdict. Uh, my brothers from the Breaks Radio, both Johnny and Ralph, are in the building to discuss the Captain Marvel trailer. Then we also have uh, established artist, Megan Hatfield, uh to discuss her book, Flybird Sing, as well as her career as a musician, and just, it's just dope conversation in general, and then we also have the normal suspects, we got Scoop Grady and uh, Shanice herself doing their usual segments, that's enough, that's enough getting you guys ready, Um you guys know where to follow, we can get our social media out the way, you can follow me personally at CEO Hayes, and you can follow the podcast, At Awaken Soul Pod or at The Awaken Soul Pod, just depending on which social media platform you're on. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. The Awaken Soul Pod at gmail.com. All right, let's start the show. So the first thing we're going to talk about in the mind of Hayes this week is Bill Cosby being sentenced, uh, three to 10 years in state prison. He will currently be be held at a Montgomery County prison while they, um, figure out because of his health issues, which prison best suits him overall. But, um, how do we all feel about this, about this verdict? Um, Again, I think I've made my thoughts on the Cosby situation very well known. I know some people will say, well, if he was white, this, I I don't care. Um, At the end of the day, if you are found guilty of doing the things that he was, that he, he was accused of, you need to go away. And I know that it's going to be an unpopular opinion for some because some see it as a white versus black thing. I'm choosing to take that out of this situation, because if you're a creep, you need to get locked up. I don't care if you're black, white, blue or anything else in between. Now, this is a first step on hopefully getting a lot more people locked up um, for accusations that are very similar to this. Um, But again, this is just something that I, 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 for one, am not surprised at at all. Once the Me Too movement came out and it got as much traction as what it did, rightfully so, as well as that, uh, the light being shined on the darkest side of Hollywood and as many people came out against him, the writing was on the wall. So Bill Cosby going away for three to 10 years, um, denied Bell and Bond. So, you know, we'll, we'll see and we'll keep reporting on it as more come out. So moving on from that dark topic, um, to another one and that is uh a much lighter topic and that is LeBron James Space Jam 2 official coming out uh I have mixed feelings on this I I feel like I get it I get why LeBron of all people would want to do Space Jam 2 I understand why you would cast him at that as that role but I almost would rather see him do his own thing Like, to have his own story. Um, And, and, you know, I mean, we we don't know exactly what the story of it is. It could be a a remake. It could be uh, not the exact same thing. We don't know. But um, I just, for one, LeBron, you know, as much as he has done in Hollywood and, you know, him signing with the Lakers, we knew that stuff like this was going to happen. We knew that we were going to get LeBron the entertainer more. But, I mean, I have my thoughts on it. We will see where it goes. Um, and I've said this before. LeBron, the the person, the human LeBron, I have the utmost respect for. The player, hmm, you know, that, that I have my issues there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with Space Jam 2. That ends up even being the actual title of the film. So we'll keep looking at that. We'll keep reporting on it. We'll see what happens and comes out from that next. Um, the next thing that's on my mind is... Maroon 5 announced as performing at the Super Bowl halftime, and there was an outcry on Black Twitter of, um, and one, I believe it was CNN, reported falsely on Atlanta being the birthplace of hip-hop, and they should have had hip-hop acts. Atlanta's not the birthplace of hip-hop people. It's not. So, um, but I mean, Maroon 5, I personally enjoy. So I I don't have any qualms there. I I never expect um it to be all hip hop acts or a bunch of them. So I it doesn't surprise me. But you know there was a big outcry about it. A bunch of people had problems with it, and you know hey it is it is what it is. I mean at the end of the day it boils down. Let's just hope that uh that the performances are good overall. So um I'll be watching that. We'll be seeing what that is. A pretty pretty short. In the minor haze this week, we are going to get ready to get into my sister, Shanice's segment. And that is the unpopular opinion, um, from my, from Shanice herself. Uh, so we'll get into that. I will see you guys on the other side where we will be talking about some Captain Marvel after the unpopular opinion.
4: hey y'all okay so this week i'm going to hit on three things that's been happening in the last week um i'm going to start with the most popular one which is the relationship between drake and millie bobby brown so unless you guys have you know been taking your mental hiatus off social media which you know i understand you wouldn't know that you know Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven in Stranger Things on Netflix, um, you know, has been talking about you know recent interviews that her and Drake, you know, really close friends, and they text all the time, and he helps her with like, you know, like uh, information on boys and just advice like that. They have a friendship. Um, Drake has not said anything about this relationship, but it's been on a couple occasions that Millie Bobby Brown has said that they're good friends. The issue that everyone is having is that Millie Bobby Brown is 14 years old and Drake is 31, I believe. Okay, so here's the thing. To me, I understand her feeling like, oh, we're just friends, you guys are always trying to make it so sexual, yada, 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 but... I am on this side I'm leaning more towards the side of this friendship is a little bit you know it's a little bit inappropriate and I only say that because of the age because let them be in the same business or whatever which is you know the defense like oh but they're pretty much sort of in the same you know business with entertainment and you know Millie Bobby Brown is mature and all these other things and it could just be platonic. It wouldn't be the same understanding had it just been a 14-year-old girl and the 31-year-old man. Let's say this girl was just, you know, in high school, and this guy was, like, working at the damn post office, and he came to deliver her mail every fucking Sunday or Saturday or whatever the fuck, like— it wouldn't be the same thing. So I, I think to give this, you know, this understanding guy is like, oh, well, it's not that weird. But if it was any other 14 year old and 31 year old, this shit would be crazy. So I'm on that side. I don't want to sexualize anything, but I, I don't have, I don't think it has anything to do with like sexualization and like attractiveness or anything. I don't know them. So I, I can't say that, but I do think it's weird that a 14 year old and 31 year old have anything to talk about in the first place second thing I want to talk about and share my opinion on is this whole Kevin Hart and his views on Cat Williams. I don't want to say versus because it's not like they're really against each other, but Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish were on The Breakfast Club last week, and they were basically, you know making comment on the things that Cat Williams said the week prior about, you know, Kevin Hart only got his fame for these reasons and Tiffany Haddish only got her fame for these reasons. I'm not going to go too much into it. Of course, you guys have probably already heard about it. If not, you know, the, the videos and the clips are all circulating around. Um But I want to share what uh, some certain things that Kevin Hart has said about, you know, Cat Williams and those things are that... Cat Williams fucked up his chance in Hollywood. He had the opportunity. He was the guy, you know, when Friday After the Next came out, you know. And he was, um, the pimp or whatever, and he was everyone's favorite. He had that chance to be at Kevin Hart's status, but for whatever reason, he didn't do that. And Kevin Hart also made mention of the fact that not everyone is supposed to be in the same position. I, cho- he chooses to use his position to, you know, bring up people like Tiffany Haddish, who he's known for a long time here you know other comedians like the ones on his um you know plastic cup boys or whatever the fuck like he chooses to bring those people up and not everyone's supposed to have the same career and i can't help but agree with that like just because Cat williams came out before kevin hart and you know for mainstream media even though i've pretty much known the both of them for i think the same amount of time that doesn't mean just because kevin hart is this big you know popular white famous type guy that it's for everybody. And I would like, I hate that a lot of people try to make Kevin Hart seem like this sort of sellout because white people enjoy him. Like just because white people like him doesn't mean that he's a sellout. Like it's just white people don't only like people, black people who are sellouts. Like white people like black people who are completely black as well. But I'm not going to speak on what black people, when white people do and what black people do. But I agree with Kevin Hart. Not everyone's supposed to be in the same place, same status. It's, it's just not for everybody. But don't try to blame other people for where you are in your career. That's not fair. <sighs> so the last thing that I want to touch on is the 15, 14-minute clip um, that got released by BET called Finding Nivea. Now, for all of you who don't know, Nivea was a singer. Um, she is most... Famously known for some reason for having babies with the Dream and Lil Wayne, but she made songs like "Complicated" and "Laundry Mad and "Don't Mess with My Man" and "Okay." So I I'm very familiar with Nivea and her music. Um, I really enjoy her every song she's ever come out with. An album I've enjoyed, but I did always feel like where the hell did she go? Cause she was beautiful. She had a great voice. You know, she was great. So I didn't know what happened. And BT, she did this like little 14 minute. You know know. know docu kind of series I guess I don't know if there's more parts coming but just talking about where she's been and you know she had to give it up because she was a mom and you know the label wanted her to be more sexified and things and they wanted her to fit into this box that she wasn't she wasn't made for um and it was really good but I saw on social media a lot of people were like saying like basically shaping her as like a come-up queen because she had babies with Wayne in, in the dream and I get it. It's all fun and games and it's funny. But after seeing her 14 minutes and her speaking on what happened and the things she's been through, you know, she got very emotional and it was just sad to see that people still saw her be so honest and so open and still make jokes about, oh, how you struggling, but you had babies by these two millionaires and all these things like that's fucked up. (laughs) Like for me, honestly, it's fucked up because whether she had babies with a millionaire Someone who didn't have two to syrup together the way that she feels and is being treated in the way that she voiced that she's been treated um, Whether it be by them or in the music industry is just unfair regardless of what the situations were, but I definitely advise everyone go watch it. It should be on YouTube It's called finding Nivea and it's just really really good Um I hope there's more to come because I feel like you know, we got a lot of the you know The major details, but I would like to hear a bit more but Those are basically my unpopular opinions for the week. I gave you three for one. So, I mean, CJ, don't get mad at me. But (laughs) I just had to do a little bit more. I know you're like, you could have just spaced this out. But I had to get it all out at one time. So, thanks, guys.
3: Alright, that was Shanice with her unpopular opinion. And yes, that was me poking a little fun with that song at the end of that segment. I mean it's me. I had I had to do I had to do something. I had to be ignorant a little bit, didn't I? Yes, the answer is yes. Yes, I did. Um I, I absolutely had to be. But we are getting ready to get into the next segment, which is the conversation between me and my brothers from the breaks uh talking about the captain of mar the captain marvel trailer um and our thoughts there a little speculation so any mcu fans it's it's not a super long discussion it's about 10 minutes um so yeah we'll, we'll see you guys on the other side of that
5: War is a universal language. I know a renegade soldier when I see one.
3: Never occurred to me that one might come from above.
5: Space invasion. Big car chase. Truth be told, I was ready to hang it up. Until I met you today. So you're not from around here.
1: It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. I think I had a life here. But I can't tell if it's real.
3: Alright ladies and gentlemen, so I brought my brothers from the breaks radio over, Ralph and Johnny, to do a little reaction to this Captain Marvel trailer. This is the last movie we're going to get before Avengers 4 whatever they end up titling it. So I, I just wanted to talk about this trailer. Johnny, I'm going to save you for last because I'm sure we're going to nerd out at a couple of things in the trailer. <laughs> but Ralph, man, how would you feel about the trailer? Ask someone, I'm sure you're probably not that familiar with Captain Marvel and you don't read comics. How would you feel about the trailer from just a movie standpoint?
2: not at all not familiar at all but it the trailer was cool like the trailer was it, it, it had a certain level you know like a trailer you know it, it excited me but you know the only thing i hate about the trailer is samuel jackson's hairpiece he has historically had bad hairpieces in uh all of his movies uh if you go back to the negotiator in 1997 with kevin spacey he had a bad hairpiece in that and if you remember his braids and soul man
3: Oh, well, those are terrible! I'm shit, I'm shit. I think I think those were meant to look terrible, though. I think they purposely picked the worst wig possible. Okay, maybe that's
6: in all his contracts that he gotta have bad hair.
3: <laughs> but do we do we no. know what Samuel Jackson's real hair looked like when he had it? Because I feel like maybe he just had bald bad bald hair. On, I'm saying that when he had it, when he had oh, hair, I'm
2: coming to America. That's all I know that he had hair, <laughs> and he had a hat on in that. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, How do you feel about the trailer, man?
6: Oh, John. so I oh, I thought we were still on Ralph. Anyway, so I thought the trailer was okay for it to be the, the first trailer for the movie. Um I like I think I like the fact that the story starts already with her having her powers. Um and then she goes back to she goes back to Earth and then we start to see, I guess, flashbacks of what her life was like on Earth before she actually got her powers. So I, I thought that was dope. Um I mean, seeing a young Coulson and a young Nick Fury Fury was like, okay. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to like seeing them young the whole movie. And then it's like the the movie takes place in the 90s. Right. Is it only going to be in the 90s or is it going to slowly progress to, I guess, present day? Because I want to see where she was at during. Uh, the events in New York when Chita- when the Chitauri first came, where she was at when Ultron fucked up Sokovia. Like, I want to see what she was doing during that period. Like, why why she didn't come? Why Nick Fury didn't call her before? I think she's gonna end up like trapped somewhere or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But as far as the first trailer, I thought it was decent. But I I, I, I really want to see more. I want to see more. I need to hear Ronan say some shit. Like, I just I need more.
3: So a couple of spots in the trailer, we get to see her with her signature helmet and the mohawk. That was dope yes. to me. Yeah, that was, that was dope. dope. I never thought that they would pull that off on screen, but they pulled it off good.
6: And and that's um, what's the 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 force that she's on? Is that that's
3: a Stand- Nova Force? Isn't that Nova Force? No, 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 I, no, no, no. The Nova Force is different. I, that's, the, um, that's the um, that's the the star the or something.
6: Um, you're, Ralph, you're thinking about the Nova Core that from Xandor, I believe, but yeah. Thanos destroyed that when he went and got the Power Stone. I tried. Not power. What's the Power Stone? Yeah, it's the Power Stone. Yeah. Um But yeah, so it, it was dope that they had like like uh CJ said it's dope that they showed the helmet. Um I love her final costume. Like I think they got that shit perfect for the yeah. movie. That shit is dope. Um and then I love this when she went her binary mode at the end of the trailer. Um I I s I saw somebody say something interesting. The, when she started powering up, right, it almost looked like the quantum realm energy. So I wonder if that has any correlation.
3: Maybe. Maybe she's been trapped in the quantum realm. I mean, it would it would explain because I'm sure she's not going to age. But then again, Janet aged when she was in the quantum realm. So, yeah, that's true. So, that's I true. mean, yeah, there, there's definitely some some we're going to find out a lot between this and, and how she pops up in avengers we're gonna learn a lot about her but i do i like the way that they're doing the origin story in reverse the fact that like you said she starts off with the powers and then we learn seemingly how she like grew up and got them that's all dope to me because you know origin stories get you can only tell the origin story so many different ways and i like that they're trying something different with it with with her here um the binary mode geeked out i have theories on the binary mode but i'm not going to get into that because i want to spoil anything for anybody um I just I I didn't think we would ever see binary in the first movie. And I tell you what, if she goes binary, there's nothing Thanos can do with her. She he's going to get fucked up.
6: You know, what's crazy. That is probably only for the trailer. We might not even see that in a movie. And that's what. Yeah, we, we didn't see the Hulk running with the Avengers at the end of Infinity War, but they had that in the trailer. So it's right. like we might not even see that in the actual movie.
3: And that's what I and okay, so I'll get into my theory. Um, my theory is that that shot of the binary is actually going to be the Easter egg at the end or whatever the ending, the end credit scene, and that's when she gets the page from Nick Fury from the end of Avengers three. That's how I think that that's going to go. That's her powering up to come back to Earth, and then we're going to get powerful uh, Captain Marvel. Um, but there are two two things about this trailer that have caused some controversy online. We'll talk about this and get out. The first one being that. Someone counted the words Nick Fury said versus the words that Captain Marvel said. Nick Fury has 300 and something words to Captain Marvel's 33. So the feminists are causing a ruckus about this in a trailer. Who Johnny the
6: trailer. F- C- Who sat there and <laughs> counted these words, my guy? Who counted these words? Really? Has Nick, Fu- has Nick Fury not been the constant of the Avengers since Iron Man 1? Exactly. So what's the what's the problem?
3: And the thing is, is I don't think that they realize that it's setting the tone. It's it's like no one sets a tone like Nick Fury's voice. Like to say that they're trying. And the thing is that the the feminist tweets that I saw said that they're silencing a woman's voice by putting the man's voice more in the trailer.
6: Come on, fam. Come on. She's the hero of the story. What do you mean?
2: It's probably good that they don't use her voice that much in a fucking teaser trailer. Like I don't I don't see what the issue is.
3: And that's another thing. It is the te- it's not even the full trailer, it's trailer. Of the <laughs>
2: it's a, like this this trailer's all of 90 seconds, right?
6: Come Next. on, man. Really? Okay. <clears throat> I didn't even know that. Like I didn't see or hear that at all. Like that's crazy
3: yeah really that's crazy yeah yeah i had to mention that one but let's 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 get into the to the one that's more obvious captain marvel punches the old woman who's obviously a scroll um but johnny i don't know you you're surprised about because you tweeted it but in a disney film a superhero punching an old woman in the face i have to think that they're going to change that scene before the movies re- reveal to where like the scroll changes literally right before the hit the punch lands or something Cause I just can't yeah, see really. them showing an old woman getting getting cold cocked on a bus
6: unexpectedly. Uh, it, seeing that kind of pissed me off, and I'm gonna tell you why. It didn't piss me off because a younger woman hit an older woman, right? It pissed me off because Disney allowed that trailer to, they they allowed that particular part to be seen in the trailer, right? But they would not air the kneeling episode of Blackish. Like Blackish did a whole episode on uh, players protesting, that, uh, kneeling during the national anthem in 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 the, in the NFL, but they didn't air that because they said it would have been too controversial. But they let this old lady get punched in the face in an MCU movie. That 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 pissed me off. That really pissed me off. Other than that, it's it is what it is. Rocky I think it's talks. still wild, but I was like, "Shit!"
2: <laughs> you can't ask me those type of things. I, I, pretty much, I'm just like, "Oh wow!" Like I was like, "Dope!" Like, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't, but in no way, because I know the Waking Soul listeners give a little bit riled up. No, I am not an advocate of violence towards women, but in this space where I'm watching a superhero movie, I deem that it's okay. So I'm, I'm watching,
6: especially toward- knowing that. It's only a disguise for the evil people.
3: Exactly.
6: <laughs> so, but see,
3: the average watchers, I don't think, I don't think get get that really. I don't think they quite understand that. I know that they show the scrolls, but they may not know that they shapeshift. Um, so maybe that's what's causing some of the out out the outrage there. But um, and I know that said that was in the last topics, but the look of the scrolls, Johnny Man, trash. <laughs>
6: They look like. Have you ever seen Dragon Ball Evolution? Uh, is it Dragon Ball Evolution? The live action Dragon Ball Z movie. Yeah. They look just like Piccolo from that movie. It's horrible. They look horrible. They look bad. They do not look good at all.
2: Is it safe to look? To look like they're doing cosplay in the movie.
6: Yes. That's ex- That's yeah. That's what they look like.
3: Yeah. So okay. They need to be seriously. Started. If you look at like people who cosplay as, as scrolls, like for Comic Con, I'm sure you'll find better out and th- they, they may not be done. They may doctor it up some more. They may make the color darker, maybe put some CGI on the teeth or something, but it needs something.
6: Something's missing, fam. That's all I can say. Something ain't right. Yeah, man. I, I really hope that's not the final look. Like they went back to do reshoots. I hope they reshoot all the scroll scenes. Because they, they just don't they don't look good from what I saw. That that'll be my that's my only gripe with the trailer. Yeah. actually.
2: but can I can I say this? Is it bad that I'm looking past Captain Marvel? I just want the after credit scene. I just want to know what happens when she
3: gets page. A little bit. Now the feminists a, are coming. A bit. Bit. They coming <laughs> for you. That's
6: flat out. Only because okay. this is the first woman led MCU movie, right? Yes. So yeah, just a little bit. Oh, uh, it,
2: it's nothing. against Captain Marvel, personally, I just want to know what happens in the Avengers storyline.
3: Dude, i feel that i feel that well fellas man anything's excitement levels one through ten for captain marvel ralph you first uh seven
6: i think i'm at about an
3: 8.5 yeah I, i'm i'm about an 8.5 with johnny just just because like i know captain marvel uh and i'm excited for the the story is dope it, so I'm. i'm really looking forward to it
6: yeah all
3: right fellas that's it man tell the people where they can find you
2: Oh, man. Uh, I'm the Mind of Rap on Instagram
6: and Twitter. And on Twitter, you can follow me at J-O-N, two underscores, and the letter B. And they're already laughing because they know what's next. <laughs> you can follow the song first. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram, J-B-S underscore E-S-L underscore A-A-M-U. Also, me and Ralph, we are oversaturated the podcast. Check out everything we have on oversat oversatthepod.com. Everything on oversaturated is on the website. Holler at us. All
5: right, that's it. Peace. Peace. Hey, what is going on, everybody out there? We are back with another segment of Petty News, y'all. I am School Grady. Thank you all for tuning in. We got so much to talk about. Tiger Woods win his 80th PGA Tour, breaking a five-year drought, y'all. Salute to Tiger Woods, y'all. It has been a long time coming for him. Now that he's winning in golf, can we please get a, a Tiger Woods PGA Tour video game again? Don't act like y'all wasn't playing this game back in the day on PlayStation and Xbox 360. now. Night, like, for real, y'all. Y'all gotta bring this back. And also, since Tiger is winning, can somebody please help this man on making a decision on the right woman to deal with? I mean, all the mental health and DUIs that Tiger was having, I think he need to let the blinds go. The blinds was getting him into all kinds of trouble. But yes, Tiger, congratulations, and I only got one thing to say to you. For Shizzle. Okay, and moving on. Bow Wow is on social media getting a lot of stuff off his chest about Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree was on The Breakfast Club and he was talking about Bow Wow and nothing bad was ever said. He just stated that he never seen Bow Wow on drugs or any type of negative things. You know, he kept Bow Wow in the right position. So Bow Wow goes on social media and say two types of people I never met in my life. A person like me Or a person I need I won't be there So So deaf. 25th So Bow Wow is mad Because Jermaine Dupri stood up for him And said that he is not a drug addict Or anything negative Bow Wow is lost and confused It's people out here that need somebody to look after them And Bow Wow acting like he a thug You know what Bow Wow You just lost a lot of people on your tour I don't even think people gonna come to your tour Not because of that Three people has been taking L's In the last three years Bow Wow Tyrese And Kanye all three of them need to sit down and stay off social media Because this is ridiculous Well, I guess Bow Wow better get on this private jet And take a trip somewhere Oh wait, he never had a private jet Moving on <clears throat> Keenan Thompson will start his own show on NBC Coming soon I am actually excited about this I only got one request for this Can you please have Good Burger on the show Can we have a Kenan and Kale moment For just five minutes And I will be cool I will tune in every day of the show but yes, people, make sure y'all check out the show when it drops. Social support. Kenan has been really putting it out there, man. He's been working hard. He's been doing his thing on Saturday Night Live and other things also. So y'all definitely got to support him, y'all. And I'm going to talk about the petty question from last week since we have nobody comment. <clears throat> it is what it is. You know, I understand, y'all. But can a woman, can a man accepts a woman making more money than him? I will say, yes, a man should be able to accept that. Granted, you should not let a woman forever make more money than you. At the same time, it really don't matter, but it should motivate you to get your money up so y'all both can be winning out here. You know what I'm saying? A man should never be offended because she's on your team, not against you. So make sure you get your stuff together. Let her motivate you while you climb up the ladder with her. Y'all can climb together, y'all. And that is all we have for today, y'all. So thank you all for listening. Make sure y'all continue to follow the Wake of Soul podcast and
3: y'all be cool all right so that was scoop grady with the petty news segment one of my favorite segments from this podcast uh shout out to scoop and what he's been doing man check out the the inside scoop his podcast because it's dope like you definitely want to check him out and support everything that he's doing but now it's time to get into the main discussion topic that we have and that is me and megan hatfield an established writer and author and talking about her book music just a lot talk about a little bit of everything so we're going to get into the music for that and i will catch you guys on the other side
4: yeah it's my own fault i love you like i do it's my own fault my selfishness is stops for you it's the hot still i fixing problems
5: with my soul It's that thing you know
4: And when you're all done with survival and the rain it falls too
5: late And when you're all done I've
3: First time guest uh on the awakened soul. We have Miss Megan Hatfield. I'm really excited for this interview. Uh Miss Megan Hatfield's in the building. How are you doing? What's
1: up? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for
3: inviting me to the show. <sighs> so awesome. Anytime and, and we we don't have many best selling you're actually our first author on the uh the awakened soul, so I'm really excited to get into this conversation. Um we've yeah. had We've had directors, we've had doctors, we've had all types of stuff, but you 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 are the first author uh with the published work. So, this is going to be a fun conversation.
1: Wow. Yay, that's awesome. Okay.
3: So, before we uh we get into into the book, we have to get to know you first. So, if right. you had to answer, who who is Megan Hatfield?
1: Megan Hatfield. Let's see. Who am I? <laughs> um, I would say I'm just like, you know, ordinary girl from Virginia. Um, I just, like, I'm just very passionate about life and passionate about everything I do. Um, let's see. I am, I'm a, first of all, I'm a singer and songwriter. That's something that is, like, one of my main things that I enjoy pursuing because it's always been a part of me. It's always been a part of my journey. I recently became a bestseller um, after I wrote a book. Um, on my journey pursuing music um but i would say for me megan half though i'm just saying you know i'm I'm a middle child so you know how that is being a middle child you got that yeah
3: i know how that is (laughs)
1: um but yeah i just like i'm just me i don't know i don't know how to answer that all right that's
3: that's fair enough that's fair enough um so i i kind of warned you i didn't give you much time honestly which you know that, that that may be a little shady in me, yeah. Stop preparing. Yeah. <laughs> but so for the icebreaker, I always ask this question. I want I want to know what would be the three top songs on the playlist that represents your life. So basically, your your top three songs that represent you as a person, if you had to pick them, and go. <laughs>
1: um, that represents me as a person. Dang, that's hard. Actually, anything, think. Let me think. <laughs> um. I don't know, I just feel like we change in life and we grow, so I'm trying to think of what three songs would be that now, which might not be in a couple weeks, you know? Yeah. So, um, let's see. Well, lately I've been listening to a lot of, like, um, indie-type music. So I would just say that, and then a lot of Michael Jackson and um, uh, who else have I been listening to? Um, and Miguel and Mariah Carey and stuff like that. So right now I would say, uh, it's not so much three songs in particular, but more of like the, 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 just like the vibe of a song I would say would represent me. Okay. So it would be different kind of genres, like indie, indie. Um, any free spirit type songs and then you have your um you know that michael jackson that's like um very pop old pop um and then um let's see miguel which is like you know that um the new school um r&b pop mix kind of thing so i would just say i'm just um i wouldn't say three particular songs would represent me right now but more so like three vibes
3: okay if, i can if, get, th- I, can I, get I can get with okay. that i can with that. I can get cool, with that cool. <laughs> how do you, how do you feel about like where music's going now? I know you're you're an artist as well, so like as far as like yeah. us having more access to indie artists than what we did before like i at least for me i, I was born in eighty six so that lets you know i'm I'm getting kinda old, but you know <laughs> back when I was like back back when I was younger like there would be whole artists that that were regional or whatever. That I didn't know that I'm discovering now that we're like popping back in the early 2000s that we just didn't necessarily have the access to. But now with the internet, we have access to like any type of music. It doesn't matter if they're an indie band in bumfuck New Jersey. But if the the fact that we're able to have that music at our fingertips, I feel like it's opening up everyone to more types of genres of music that we necessarily may not have gotten a, a decade ago. Yeah,
1: that's a good point um that's a good point that you mentioned that um but yeah because like without even realizing that like what you just said um I've noticed that you know I'm listening to a, a wide range of different types of music and different types of artists that um I'm being exposed to yeah like you said like people that I would have never thought of like listening to before um so uh, but to answer your question where it's going I would just say like you know just by taking a look at like I listened to like all the genres and how music was back in the day, from like the '50s to the '60s, all the way to the 2000s. It's like it's very different. Um, I think right now we're like, everyone's in a discovery process or trying to figure stuff out. So, um, and we're kind of like getting a grasp of it. Um, Right now, there's just like a lot of waves going, a lot of trend setting that's going that's not really sticking at the moment, but not to say that's a bad thing. It's just that that's just part of the process is trying to like figure stuff out. And then um, because you like back in the day, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even the 90s and early 2000s, like um, the record labels set that set what's gonna be mainstream and it's yeah. like if you didn't hit that pocket then you're, you weren't considered mainstream so we kind of already had like idea what everything's supposed to be like um if you didn't sound like this then you weren't that and so so but right now that with the internet is like it's free game you can create whatever you want um you know you still have your mainstream and everything but you can still like it just feels everything's so i don't know it's just like everything's so eclectic now is that it's so hard to describe what's going on at the moment but besides the waves and the trend setting i don't know but i'm just trying to figure stuff out as well so <laughs> But um, I think that where it's going, it's kind of cool. Cause we at this moment we can take it anywhere. So if we just go with what we feel is right, then. Um and that's passionate i feel like if it has passion then it's gonna stick
3: so. yeah and that, that's me with music like i i can listen to almost any any genre of music but it has to be it can't be just fluff music like i i love when you feel right. the artist like you feel like you're getting to know the artist and they pour their souls out into their music like i i love music like that and that's why i respect yeah. the artists that i do is because it's like that's soulful that when you put right. that you vibe into different. your music yeah it can it connects you um, and we, I, we, we, you yeah, haven't I talked can. about this, but I have to ask you, are are you, do you like spoken word and live poetry?
1: Uh, um, yeah, I definitely do that. I haven't listened to any in a while, but I definitely do that. I, I find myself dabbling in that myself a lot. Um, but yeah, I definitely like that. Um, and then I need to actually go more places that have that, um, because do you know, I'm a lyricist, so, you know, spoken word and. Poetry is definitely a route that I really enjoy, you know, discovering.
3: Yeah, spoken spoken word is where it's at. Anyone who hasn't gone yeah. and actually like seen some spoken word live, I I suggest go and look for it. it. It adds a whole new perspective on just. Right. That whole genre. And,
1: and what's like so cool about it is that like when it's some real stuff, when it's talking about something that you've been going through and it just hits home for you, it's just like, Oh my gosh, like ah you're just like you get super excited about it because it's just like, Wow, like I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I'm not the only one going through that. Like, okay, this is like, you know, someone else's experience that. So I think that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I snap my fingers a lot. <laughs>
3: you're fine. All right, so I want to get I want to get to Flybird Sing, uh your book before that I feel like I feel like we have to talk about you as an artist cuz I feel like it they, they kind of go hand in hand we can't get the book without your music first. Um Yeah. So how how did you get into music? Tell tell me about that journey and where that started.
1: Well, it's in the book. Um I do give the um I give the character a different name because you know. Um but A lot of it has been inspired and rooted in what I've gone through. And it's just like monumental, like milestone, like stories that happen, like that are inspired by real events. But basically, um, you know, started off as a kid, like something, you know, I was in church choir. I grew up um, singing, um, you know, in the shower, in the car, on long trips with my family. And then um, it's just something that's always been a part of me. it's and it's never left me like I've always been passionate about music it's always I'm either listening to to a bunch of songs or I'm always like you know like learning the lyrics or learning how to sound sing like my favorite artists or if I'm not listening to music then I'm trying to like practice my my singing um, I, I spend like countless hours in my room just singing, writing songs, because that's just something I really enjoyed doing. And then, um, but it just never left me. I never thought of it as a career, nor did I ever think of it as a hobby. It's just something that was part of me something I had to do you know Mm -hmm. so that would be my start and then you know throughout my life you know even in school and you know I even toured I did like a tour where I would go into like elementary schools with like six or seven other people and we did like 45 minute musicals for like kids oh wow them how to, yeah it was cool it's like we went into like actually elementary and middle schools and then um uh, set up this whole big old big old like cool little kids play had like curtains and everything and we just put on like a performance for them teaching them values like how to be responsible how to be caring how to be trustworthy loving and stuff like that so that was fun that was like i did that for two years of my life and then um then I joined, you know, some clubs and little get-togethers of people who were interested in music as well. And we just, um, you know, where we just wrote songs. But again, this has never been, like, a thought of, like, me taking it as a career. It was more so, like, something I had to do. Like, I've always found avenues to, like, release my creative, you know, energy towards music. So then... um but then it wasn't until I moved on to LA that I realized, okay, you know what? Let me take this a little more serious, you know. And so I met with I met with a girl who was touring, doing background music, and then um, she kind of introduced me to that scene. And so I um, actually started touring, doing background music um, for an opening act. So I did that, um, and then I decided to do my own. So it's just been like a journey for me, and it's a fun one, but you know, a discovery one as well. Awesome
3: okay okay and i have to i have to talk i was waiting to talk to you about this because you know me i had to do my research um your song your song hold walk me through that walk me through the creation of that song because that that is i I love that song by the way oh my gosh thank you
1: thank you that's that means a lot um hold that's funny so basically with hold so the way that one came about was like I was just like again like when I when I, I sit down and vibe with the piano I um see what comes out um and then what feeling comes out but at that moment in time what I was what I was feeling and thinking a lot was just like um stuff in the past and people in the past and so um and just stories in the past like people telling me their stories so it's a mixture of like experience my own experiences as well as it's, people, other people's experiences that they've told me about their, like, relationships or their past, like, existence with people that they so-called were in love with, but actually it, it could have been, like, toxic. So then, um, so that, that's how that one came about for me, and yeah, so that's how whole. Um, but yeah, I really, um, I really like that song, it, it does come from a real place, so, and, you know, it's just like, but it's a mixture of things
3: okay and and that goes back to like what i was saying with me like you can you can feel that when i heard that song i was like yeah that that's the one i i really do yeah like, that's not just because i'm interviewing i legitimately right. love that song so
1: thank you that means a lot that means a lot
3: so we we talked about you as an artist what so how did, how do we get to Flybird sing where, where did that transition when you when you figured out you wanted to write a book like where, how did how did that come
1: Well, I've actually been working on a book for, like, seven years. And there's a a whole other book. Um, I've been working on that book. So I've always been, like, an aspiring author. Um, But I kind of put that one down for a little bit. Um, I haven't picked it back up at the moment, but I do intend to. Um, So that's always been something that I wanted to do because I have, like, passions for a lot of things because I just like to stay creative as much as possible. And then, uh, but for this book in particular, Fiber Sing... It came about when someone challenged me to write a book. They're like, hey, um, I challenge you to write a book in 30 days. I'm like, 30 days? Like, what? So I took on the challenge and realized that, okay, that's near—that's nearly impossible to write a book in 30 days unless you want it to be, like, straight garbage. So 30 days ended up turning into three months, six mm-hmm. months, one year, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I got to, like, <laughs> I got to um, get this book out. So it initially started off as a challenge, but then, you know, like everything I, I'm passionate about, so I want to make sure it's good. So i it took me a year to write that book. Um, so, yeah, so that's how that came about. And then yeah, that's where Flybergz came. Okay. Um, but the way I got the um, the idea, um, I wanted it to be something that um, definitely inspires people, like other people, that, not necessarily people that um, are pursuing music, but anyone that's pursuing anything. I wanted to inspire um, just the next person. So then I thought, like, well, what can I do that? And, and I just kept it, you know, original, true to my true to myself but I try to be as creative as possible. And so, you know, I added a little of my flares to it. Um, but then, but that's the idea. I wanted to, it to inspire. And then it's like, okay, what inspires? Birds, because they're like free spirits and they mm. like they don't care about anything. You're, you're not going to stop a bird. Like, if you look at the crow, um, the crows are interesting. Like, um, if you like look at some of the studies that researchers done on crows, you'd be very impressed on them. Like, there's nothing stopping a crow. You try to stop a crow, crow you will be very surprised that you cannot stop a crow from getting from, from a crow when a crow wants something they're gonna figure out how to get it you'd be shocked it's so cool uh to see what they can do so then so that's that, so that's basically where um you know the bird came from and so then it's like okay fly bird sing. T- so i kind of made the stories around that that aspect
3: okay okay yeah what's what's been the most surprising surprisingly positive feedback you've heard about us so like what what's some feedback you got and you just kind of had to sit back and just bask in it for a minute because i'm sure it's come
1: oh with the book?
3: Yeah, with the book. Okay, when
1: I okay, so it's not easy putting out something that you're that you've done um, because you know you're vulnerable and it's just like oh my god, you start second guessing yourself.
5: Mm-hmm. So, whenever I
1: put something out and someone like immediately says something like good about it, like wait, what? oh, okay. Uh, For instance, like, when I first released the title of the book, um, I immediately got a DM from one of my followers on Twitter that said, "Um, when I read your title, like, she hasn't even read the book yet, she read the title and it immediately brought tears to her eyes. Like, and then she's just like it inspired her so much just from the title so i was just like wow like i impacted someone with just the title of my book like i felt i did not kind of like you know that just motivated me more that i'm on the right track and i'm just what i'm supposed to do so anytime i get feedback from people that are like inspired and then you know make it clear that i'm i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing then i just get thrilled about it um I also, you know, I got some other feedback from people who read the book. They were like, um, I got some good feedback from them. And um, they're just saying things like, wow, um, this is amazing. You know, it's great. Um, well written. And so that's encouraging. And I got some feedback from my mom. And, you know, she's very like, she's 100 with me. So <laughs> like of all people, when I got my feedback from her, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Drop the mic. Because she was like, um, she said, if I were to grade you on this, I'd give you an A+. I was like, what? That's amazing. I know. So, I was just like, so what she said to me, like, that meant a lot because she's very, she, you know, in a constructive way, in a kind way, in a loving way, she like, she's very honest with me. So, it was good to hear back from her as well as other people.
3: All right. All right. What's, um so what what's next? If Flybird sings out have you started mm-hmm. thinking about the next project yet or are you still kind of just waiting out Flybird singing to see the the response to it or uh, you're you're a creator so i'm sure you at least have ideas in, in your mind for what's coming next
1: yeah um i have like a ton of ideas um the what's next okay well i'm going to actually put out the paperbacks really soon i keep saying soon but i mean that like it's going to be really soon um hopefully within the coming week that the paperback will be available Um, Because I know a lot of people are waiting for that. They want something physical in their hands. So I'm gonna try to get that going as soon as possible. And then I have some surprises (laughs) 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 that I'm very very excited about. Like I cannot wait. That's what's up. And then you know also, so you know I have the musical that I'm actually preparing for. So you know I'm doing this one step at a time. I I plan on you know um documenting each step that I'm taking um regarding this musical but I do plan on having a musical you know around vampires
3: uh <laughs> i saw, i was gonna uh, ask you about that. I saw that on on Twitter uh the yeah, the vampire yeah, yeah. musical which I love vampires oh, yeah. so yeah, yeah
1: that's happening thats that's happening. That's okay 100. all like, right cool people probably, people probably like uh, eh, we'll see but now it's happening um so yeah so that's like a uh something that's next as well but um, I'm just going to take it one day at a time, you know, it's, it's nothing to be rushed and yeah. So I'll let you know when tickets are available.
3: i bet, bet. And we'll definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely promote it here. Well, I want to thank you. Uh, for, <laughs> I want to thank you for taking time out today to come on my, my little podcast, you know, the best bestselling author, you how, know, my, my little podcast, right. but is there anything you wanna you wanna share with the listeners before we depart? Anything you wanna make sure that, that you promote to them? Otherwise, you can tell them where they can follow you and find your book and all that good stuff. Uh, uh
1: you can find my book on Amazon right now. You can find the ebook on Amazon. Um, Paperback will be available in the next week. Um, it's, yeah, and so just keep doing, you guys, um, and have fun doing it. Don't don't not not have fun doing what you're doing and what's the point of doing it so yeah
3: (laughs) absolutely i love i love that that's a great way to end um tell tell them your twitter so they can follow you i'm sure they're gonna want to check you out
1: yeah you can follow me at at Megagenesis. it's m e g a g e n e s i z i hope i spelled that right but it's Megagenesis.
2: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely
1: Um, i i picked the most confusing uh (laughs) twitter name and everything so but yeah But
3: just look up Megan Hatfield and you should find
1: me. All right. And I will definitely follow you back.
3: (laughs) Well, definitely check her out. Check out the book Flybird Sing. I want to thank you again for taking time out your day.
1: Yeah,
3: for sure. All right, listeners. (laughs) We're gonna go ahead and depart.
1: All right. It it. <laughs>
3: yeah. all right that has been episode 68 of the awakened soul you can follow me at ceo hayes it's at c-e-o-h-a-i-z-e you can also follow the podcast at the awakened soul pod or at awakened soul pod just depending on where where you're looking for us at um you can also send us any feedback questions comments concerns the awakened soul pod at gmail.com that's it for us this week i will see you guys next week i'll leave you with this song peace
4: other in this way, Mm. taking up time with the silly, silly games we play. I love to see us through.
0: Sight, to see us together for so long two becomes four going on ten years being fortunate to be in your presence off and on's here and gone's here and now is the only thing that matters family matters two smiles form listening to a band with six fingers and one thumb or one hand love can definitely be a maze. 365 days of replays. He say, she say, today foreplay, tomorrow, forget you. It's not the most graceful dance. Feet get stepped on, signals get crossed, people get dropped. But when that choreography matches up, it's the most wonderful waltz. Gliding across a room when the dance floor seems to be set ablaze. Forever seems so lofty, my reality that we are-